0: Hello, I'm Bernadette Armstrong. Welcome to Open Door Playhouse. Support for Open Door Playhouse comes from listeners like you. Your tax-deductible donations help keep our plays on the radio stage. Just think about it. Your donations are like buying tickets to the local theater from any location where you download your podcasts. The team behind the mic is associate producer Lori Griffith, who manages our website and all else, and Emily Owens, our publicist, who notifies the universe about our plays. Now playing in Theater 38, Chance, written by Jeff Mustard and directed by Dennis Gersten. The cast will feature Sue Gisser as Amber Jordan, Rosny Moshe as Michael Holdings, Noel Evangelisti as the massage client and older passenger, Ayla Rose Baru as flight attendant and the nurse, and Dennis Gersten as Jeff. Chance was recorded at the Oak House Recording Studio in Altadena, California, by sound engineer David Peters.
1: Trying to do. Oh, and magic
0: in the air. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for choosing to fly American Airlines from Charlotte to West Palm Beach, Florida. We're second in line, and once we're in the air, we'll be just about two hours. The storm has us on a short delay. Flight attendants, prepare the cabin for takeoff.
2: Waitress! Hello? Waitress! I don't think they call them that anymore. I don't care what they call
3: them, as long as she gets her ass over here and gets me a drink. You must be on vacation. Always on vacation. Aren't you the lucky one, then? Oh, yeah. That's what they say about me. Lucky and me Those two words always come up in group when
2: describing my life. I'm on my way to meet my new great-grandson, the fourth in the line. He was born earlier today, Presley Emmett Knox third. Wow. Presley Emmett
3: Knox. That's an impressive name, lady. The third? Of course. How could I leave that off? The
1: third... Hi there. The captain just made the announcement we're preparing for takeoff. May I take those now, ma'am? Uh, yeah. Hold on there, Fanny
3: Flight. I got one more sip here, and then it's all yours. And do I look like a ma'am to you, missy-miss? I'm freaking 21. What the hell? 21?
2: So young? Your whole life ahead of you? Do you have family in Florida? I'm going to see my boyfriend. Oh, that's nice. Here we go!
0: Welcome to West Palm Beach, Florida, ladies and gentlemen. The time, 1138 p.m. The current temperature, 83 degrees.
2: I've got to admit, no matter how much I fly, my favorite sound of the whole trip is when the wheels hit the ground. I don't know how you can sleep on landing. It's so nerve-wracking. Miss? Oh my, oh my goodness, she's not waking up! Help! Help! Oh, yeah. Oh, there. Oh, there. At the
4: bottom of the feet of all the body parts have the most nerve endings. Oh, That's why they're so sensitive. Mm-hmm. It affects every organ heart, liver, lungs, pancreas, you name it.
2: Oh, oh my God. Oh, that hurts so good. Oh, there. Ooh, right there. I think you're getting my spleen. That's
4: definitely possible. <laughs>
2: been a while since you've been here. I know. Oh, the maintenance is killing me. Maintenance? What do you mean maintenance? Oh, between Pilates, yoga, manicures, pedicures, and eyelashes, I'm under a lot of pressure.
4: Oh, I'm sure. Sounds brutal. Well, you needed it. <laughs> so it's a good thing you're here now. Mm. The universe gives us what we need when we need
2: it. Oh, you are so right. I needed this right now. What's that smell? Oh, it's so beautiful.
4: An essential oil. I discovered it while I was in India last year. Oh, how
2: exotic. Sounds spiritual.
4: It is. Since then, I've been following the Buddha practice of the Four Noble Truths.
2: Really? Oh, wow. I live by one noble truth. You do? Tell me. Don't ever forget this. It changed my life. It can change yours. Nordstrom's takes back anything, anytime, no matter what.
4: I'll make that the fifth noble truth. So Nordstrom's has an eternal return policy. Oh,
2: they do. I know many whose lives have been greatly impacted. Mm. The anxiety over returns, completely gone. Whoosh! You can't imagine the relief that knowledge brings. I'll remember that.
4: Well, in India, I learned many things. Not as powerful as that, but I I did have epiphanies. Mm. I came to some conclusions, and I made some decisions.
2: Really? Like what?
4: Well, I'm not married. Well, twice, but not now. Oh. I don't have kids. I I don't have a whole lot of money. The divorces took care of that, but I decided to do something, well, special.
2: Really? What is it? Can you tell me? Sure.
4: Sure. I was following the story of this woman online, and she lives in Tampa. Her husband was posting about a terrible illness his wife had and how she needed a kidney.
2: Yeah, and?
4: I'm going to give her my kidney.
2: Are you serious?
4: I am. I've got two. She can have one.
1: back. Nice to see you, Miss Samba Jordan. I'm gonna tell you something, Miss Jordan. You're a very lucky girl, young lady. I've been hearing a lot of that <clears throat> lately. Where am I? Holy Cross Hospital. Uh, Why? You were almost <coughs> dead. You're all That was a goddamn idea. No cursing here, miss. We do not take the Lord's name in vain. Cursing? Who cursed? Okay. I just... Okay. Here's what happened. They found you on the plane and your seat passed out. Basically, you should not be here. You must have taken 20, 30 oxycodone. 60. 60? Well, for sure you should be dead. Be thankful someone up there likes you very much, Miss Samba. You <laughs> should get some rest. Now who shall we call for you? Call? Call? What do you mean call? To come and get your child. Who shall we call to come and get ya? No one. There's no one to call. What about your mama? Or your papa? Dead. So you ain't fucking... No <clears throat> No one's coming. Okay, dear. Well, you just rest now.
4: Do they have someone for me yet?
1: Nope, not yet, Mr. Holland. Believe me, you'll be the first to know.
4: The second. Excuse me? You said the first to know. Actually, I'll be the second. The other person will be the first to know. I'll be the second.
1: <laughs> yeah, correct, sir. Meanwhile, your appetite isn't suffering.
4: Oh, don't let this empty tray fool you. I'm hungry and broke from being here. McDonald's isn't even an option. I'm pretty sure Dustin Hoffman had better food than Papillon.
1: Well, I don't even know what you said. I'm from Jamaica and don't follow sarcastic American pop culture references. Can, can I have some water, please? Mm-hmm.
4: It's not a pop culture reference. That'd be Chloe Kardashian losing three pounds this week. It's Papillon, one of the greatest screen pairings of all time. See
1: you later, Mr. Holland. It's
4: better than Newman and Redford or, 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 or Robbins and Freeman. <coughs> <coughs> uh, hey, 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 over there, are, are you okay?
3: <coughs> Not really. I wasn't supposed to be here, and now that I am, I can't fucking swallow. <coughs> what the hell is this shit?
4: Probably from the tubes they put down your throat, you know, to get out whatever it is that you took.
3: Oxy, you nosy fuck.
4: Um, well, I'm three feet away, and we're separated by a large Kleenex tissue, so it wasn't too difficult to hear. <laughs> I wasn't eavesdropping, just saying.
3: Well, I suppose that means I better not have any gas, either. Oh,
4: you can fart, but I'll hear it. There's a few secrets one can keep when sharing a hospital room. I should know. I've been here for a week, and before this, three other hospitals, and there's a lot of farting going on around here. The patients walking up and down the hallways, you know, for exercise with their IV drips, all they do is pass gas every time they go by. It's like NASCAR, except I call it gas car. I need to get a checkered flag.
3: I'll keep that in mind when I'm ready for my lap. So, what the fuck? You a news reporter? No. Why would you ask that? You said that you were here for a week and three other hospitals. Um, Maybe you're doing a story on elder abuse?
4: I'm not that old. Thank you very much.
3: Well, you sound like you're in your 50s or something. That's pretty old.
4: Not compared to other folks around here. Comparatively speaking, I'm a teenager in this place. They should have a bounce house for me. (laughs) You sound pretty young.
3: Yeah, how old do I sound? I
4: don't know, like 28, 29?
3: Oh my god! You fucking suck, whatever your old ass name is. Hey,
4: language! Remember what Nurse Daphne said? It's Michael.
3: Yeah? Well, fuck that, Michael. You sound
4: angry, Amber.
3: Very angry. What the hell are you talking about, old man?
4: Uh, what the
3: fuck you know about me?
4: Hmm, let's see. You're around 30. You took enough oxy for a home alone fall-off-the-wagon-substance-abuse party at a Delray Beach sober house. You didn't give Nurse Daphne a name for someone to come and get you, and you curse like a Gloucester fisherman without the endearing accent. I'd say you're harboring some issues. You, you have anger and resentment, which usually goes hand-in-hand hand with self-pity, low self-esteem, and low self-worth. How am I doing? Fuck you. Dr. Peter, Dr.
0: Peter,
4: Hello? Hey, Jeff, how are you? Good, me? Okay, I guess, sort of. Well, considering lunch? Sure, today? Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Look, I'll be here unless they found someone, but doesn't seem like good odds right now. <laughs> Deli, sure, yeah. Oh, Reuben, uh huh. <laughs> Coleslaw, yeah. A big fat kosher sourdill pickle and a potato knish. Ah, oh, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> okay, and, and a Doctor Brown's black cherry. Uh, nah, make that a diet black cherry. Okay, thanks, man. Yeah, see you soon.
3: Doesn't sound like you lost your appetite. You didn't include dessert.
4: Too much sugar. Diabetes. Type 2, though, so I'm not on insulin. Just pills. Lots of pills. Me too. I heard. Nosy fuck. 60. That's a lot. Not 38, 42, 53, but 60. How'd you know it was precisely 60?
3: Like three hours before I got on the plane, I just filled the prescription.
4: So, let me ask you something, Amber, if I could...
3: Nothing's been holding you back so far. Like I said, you're a nosy fuck.
4: I'm asking because I cared. Maybe before my trip to India, I wouldn't have cared. No, actually, in all reality, I wouldn't have gave two shits about you. Really, like most people. Just two strangers passing through the medical ward. But now I see things differently. How could you care, man? You don't even know me. You don't have to know someone well or intimately to have compassion or empathy for another person. It's just part of being human. We all experience hurt, love, joy, sorrow, pain. Life is suffering and misery. It's how you work through it that counts. That sounds
3: horrible, but I think true. Who the hell said that?
4: Two of life's greatest philosophers. Buddha and Woody Allen. (laughs) Yeah, well...
3: Some get a whole lot more of the bad parts than others.
4: Oh, believe me, Amber, I know. Life is definitely not fair and it's all one big struggle unless you're Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) So why'd you do it? Why'd you take 60 pills? I wanted to kill myself. Why? I mean, you're on a plane to South Florida. Why would you do it then like that? My boyfriend,
1: Chance. What about him?
3: Oh, Chance died yesterday. (laughs) from an overdose. He's 21, or was. We met in rehab down here three years ago. My mama made me move to North Carolina. I came here for the funeral.
4: Hi, hello, excuse me, Michael. Michael, you there? Hey, Jeff, come on in. Aw, oh, hey. Great to see you, man. This was a big surprise. You're not kidding.
2: I'll tell you what was the surprise. When I saw you posted on Facebook and you had a GoFundMe page with a picture of you in the hospital and you're raising money for medical bills. So I made a donation. I wanted to stop by.
4: Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, well, last time I checked, I raised like seven or 8000 Need like 80000 Healthcare costs out of control and insurance is bullshit.
2: Dude, I didn't know what happened to you. Last I heard, Marilyn told me you closed your massage business because you weren't feeling well, and
4: the next thing, here you are. A lot has happened really fast, like out of nowhere. The whole thing started out one way and ended up another. It's been an insane six months. After my trip to India, I became a changed person and decided to do something, something, well, different. I was following the story of this lady who was really sick and needed a kidney, and When they were doing the test on me, they discovered I had stage 2 bone marrow cancer. I went from being a kidney donor to becoming a cancer patient. Holy shit.
3: I heard that.
4: I wasn't trying to hide it. No, you
3: definitely were not.
4: Well, in case you didn't get it, here it is again. (laughs) <laughs> oh
3: no, not that old man your story your fucking story man what the hell dude it sucks
4: like I said before life's definitely not fair I'm here cause I have to be you on the other hand well anyway maybe maybe it was a blessing in disguise that I decided to donate my kidney and then found out I was sick so I could get help I don't know <laughs> excuse me I, I gotta go
3: Be my guest. You made absolutely no effort to cover any of that up.
4: I confess, I did not. (laughs) Why should I? To pee, to fart, it's human. We all do it. And honestly, while you thought it was gross... At the very same time, in a weird way, you thought it was funny, too, right? You can't deny it.
3: (laughs) Pass me the water, please. Sure.
4: Hey, nice tattoo. Thanks. A starfish? Why a starfish?
3: You are a nosy fuck, Michael. I
4: know, but you just heard me pee a pretty good stream for an old guy, right? And you heard me fart. I'd say we're kind of intimate now. I told you. No secrets in the hospital.
3: My dad. It reminds me of my dad. And when I was little and when things weren't so shitty. I mean, they were always shitty. <laughs> my dad was a trucker and so he was like never home. And my mom was always drunk. Because that's what she did. <sighs> she drank so she wouldn't be lonely. And and that was pretty much all the time. So, So I started drinking too. It was like 12, 13 when I started. My mom wasn't the only one that was lonely when she drank. I was on my own. So when my dad came home. It was for like a day and a Sunday and he'd take me to the beach. And so one day when I was walking on the beach, I found a starfish. I was so excited, it was so beautiful, but it was missing an arm and so it wasn't perfect. But at the same time, it made me sad seeing that one of its limbs was missing. But my dad knelt down and he told me that, he told me that it was beautiful and perfect. And I said, no, no, it's not and he said a starfish have nerve endings that run all the way through their body, like people do, from their head to their feet, and that if a starfish gets one of its limbs eaten by another fish, or it gets injured from getting knocked around in the ocean, because the ocean is a very rough place to live, it doesn't matter, because they can regenerate their limbs so that even though it wasn't perfect at that exact moment, eventually it would be. So we both went into the ocean together, and as far as we could, and and we let the starfish float away. And a few years ago, I got the starfish tattooed on my arm.
4: Uh, Amber, that's sweet. I didn't expect that from you.
3: I know. Me neither. Hey, old man, what the fuck is Pappy on?
0: I hope you enjoyed this Open Door Playhouse production. Please join us in the months to come as we bring more humorous, thoughtful, and surprising 10-minute shorts and one-act plays that showcase insightful and new perspectives of the world we share with others. If you like what you hear, please click on the donate buttons you find all over the website. (laughs) Your tax deduction donations through our fiscal sponsor, Fractured Atlas, will help us keep our plays on the air. You'll find a full list of our donors on our website. If you're interested in submitting a play for production, you can find that information on our website. Please share the podcast with friends and don't forget to subscribe so you'll be notified when our next production is live. Thank you.